0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of You Dwellers. Today I'm joined here by Josh. What's up guys? And Talon. Hey you guys. Rustin is not able to make it this episode due to unfortunate circumstances. Sad times because he missed out on one of my favorite animes, Vinland Saga.
1: Rip Rustin.
0: <laughs> he's only sick, he's only sick. So, opening episode. Right off the bat, we get to see one of the best early characters in Thor's on the ship going absolutely berserk. What was y'all's first impressions of Thor's? He was kind of getting bored, like Saitama from One Punch Man, but, you know, he just decided to leave. I thought he was pretty cool, though. To me, he seemed like a very respected leader of the Yams Vikings. I like Thor's we got to see him take on quite a few guys
1: and i don't know it looks like he's not like an op character but he looks like he's got the
0: makings of becoming a great main character did y'all think he was going to be the main character from that opening scene
1: i thought he was going to be one of the main characters yes i thought he was going to have plot armor throughout the whole thing but
0: man does this anime hit you anyways um so yeah, later in that episode, we see him obviously swim away from the battle. It seemed like he wanted to take a different route to life at that point. He had been in war for however many years. And then we get to see him just have two kids and a wife. And just settling down, having a good time. Until one night, or no, one morning, they find a slave buried underneath the snow. He just wanted to give the slave a chance. What would y'all give up eight sheep? For a dying slave: Was it eight? It was eight: No. He said four, and then the slave owner was like, "What if I asked you to double it?" I remember he was talking about how all the sheep
1: were probably going to die anyway, because the snow season was so bad. I, d- I doubt that was probably part of it. Uh, he just seems really respectable. That's why he, you know,
0: wanted to be there for that man. Back then, eight sheep was a lot. Especially, like, they were just by themselves, you know? Like, there was no... We didn't get to see any civilization around them. hmm So it was just them. Like, they'd have to boat however many days. Which is where Leif Erikson came in. Leif Erikson the goat. He is such a good character throughout the anime.
1: What'd you like most about him?
0: At the beginning, he was just a goofy character that just told these crazy stories that he definitely was never a part of. But by the end of it, he seemed like a like a caring person towards Thorfinn, and he just wanted to do right by his family for how much Thor's had did for him in the past.
1: Mm-hmm. He felt like he owed Thor's based on that like last battle that Thor's had, you know? I loved Leif. Again, another respectable
0: guy. And it just seems like everybody on that side of the sea is respectable. We get to meet Thorfinn, his son, who is all about the Viking life. Even though he's never been on a boat. Like, he played the little games with his friends and he would always get too rough. Yeah, that was very vicious. Then he ended up sneaking onto the boat when they were going to war. But Thors being Thors was like, I'm gonna leave without everybody. And Leaf just take them all home. But motherfucking Thorfinn had to sneak on the boat. Dang it, Thorfinn. And we got met with Ascalad. He's a very complicated character.
1: He's pretty cool. All over the place. God, do I hate Askelad? I think he's pretty cool. I mean, it's not that he... His character development was really cool, seeing that he was much deeper than just some guy that you're supposed to hate. Like, he had a backstory, of course. It was nice to see them dedicate an entire episode just to look back on his, like, obsession with a guy that almost killed his mom. So it was it was very similar into... You know, the way that Torfin was with him. He just had daddy issues and he wanted to save his mom. And he gave Torfin daddy issues as well.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't say he gave Torfin daddy issues. I meant. How would you feel if your father just got murdered right in front of you and he couldn't do anything about it? Like, he was just helpless. And, like, you were part of the reason why it happened. Like, he obviously has survivor's guilt. I feel terrible for him. Yeah, like, if it wasn't for Thorfinn, Thoris could have easily gotten out of that. It was just Askeladd being slimy and took his son hostage. And he was fighting, he didn't even use his sword, he just knocked them all out. Yeah. What, what about uh, Bjorn in that scene?
1: It was sad to see him grab Thorfinn, but it was cool seeing him use, like, that mushroom, and he was able to take a whole bunch of people out at one time. It was like a rage, you know, from D&D, for, like, a barbarian. He just went completely blind and insane and just started wrecking shit. It was cool.
0: I wanted to know. I'm pretty sure they explain it sometime what the mushrooms were. It's got to be some kind of a psychedelic, maybe. No, it's definitely a psychedelic. Just the way it affected his mind. He just, like you said, just eyes turned red, went to rage mode. Yeah, hard drugs were probably not as, you know, maintained as they are today. Back in the Viking days. (laughs) They definitely were not. And that's why I loved this anime. It really went back into history. Like it's it's actually based on history. Like if you look up Thorfinn, he was a Viking who went through majority of these things that they had talked about. I don't know. It, I like that they brought in an actual history anime because I'm a big history fan. It just kept reminding me of uh, Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, not Assassin's Creed. Don't consider it Assassin's Creed. I'm
1: just saying I remember going through like Mercia. Uh, as my character and it was cool to you know kind of like match those terms together i guess it is true also seeing more of the norse mythology i'm not very familiar with them so to hear terms like ragnarok and
0: learning about like odin and stuff like that it was cool so whenever Thorfinn watched his dad die and Askelad was like all right that's all we came here to do because of orders from floki F- floki is more hated than askeladd
1: yeah, Floki didn't even seem like such a
0: big character, you know? Askeladd seemed to take a lot more of the heat off of Floki. Which I think that's what Floki's all about, is manip- like Not manipulation, like um, using other people's hands to do the actual dirty work, not just fighting. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Josh, tell us that you like Floki, too. I didn't really like Floki. He always showed up at the dumb parts. He did. He, he was always the cause of everything going wrong. Askeladd is much better. Askeladd is much better. Which, it's funny seeing Thorfinn's hid away on his father's ship when they were leaving. Just for when his dad had died and everybody else left, he snuck onto Askeladd's ship. Like, how are they not keeping track of this kid? You would think Leif would have,
1: like, made sure that he had Thorfinn with him. Like, I can't believe he just got, like, left on the ship.
0: He didn't get left, he jumped on the ship that they stole. Crazy. Like, how are they not paying attention to this kid? Like, he already did it once to y'all in this same journey. He's just a little sneaky. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but that moment is where I started to grow on Thorfinn. Was it just see the pain in his eyes? Like, we seen in that moment that he was going to exact his revenge against Ascalad some way or another. Don't know how he was going to get it done, but we knew it was happening. It was cool seeing
1: him, like, age up a little by little. You know, episode by episode and getting better at like survival skills as well as, you know, taking down people. Yeah. Like seeing him in that one fight, like getting his first kill, it was emotional because like he was holding his father's sword. The one that his father was like, hey, don't use this unless you're about to die.
0: My God, I loved that he like that he continued. Obviously, he was going for revenge for his father, but I loved that he used his father's blade and that he, he built a style of fighting that went with the blade.
1: Yeah, that blade it it represented so much, so much of his like feelings, like pent up aggression, pent up everything, you know.
0: And he was able to release it through the dagger. So I loved the Thorfinn wanting to challenge Askeladd every single chance he had. But he just kept getting like killed, like not killed, but like he kept getting beaten so easily just because
1: he would just get in his own head. And it's like, bro, just just focus, please, just focus. We'll
0: get we'll get through every fight, but. It made me so confused, because he had a chance to kill Askelad in his sleep the first time, but he ended up not going through with it and just leaving back, just going back to the ship. He would have died at that point, I'm sure, though, because Askelad knew it was going to happen. Well you mean Thorfinn would have died? Yeah, 100%. No, Askelad let his guard down. He definitely could have killed him. I mean, he might have died by the other Vikings. I don't think his guard was down. Like, he knew that he was there. Yeah. I don't know. I see it different. I think he could have took. He, him. Stood,
1: he had his eyes open and stuff. And he's like, he's he's dumb. He's not gonna kill me in my sleep. But it's also like that kind of foreshadows the way you know, in Ascalon's backstory, whenever he killed his father, like he did it while he was sleeping. So he was probably like, oh shit, this is about to happen to me too, because I just killed his dad. There was so much foreshadowing. I felt like we could have seen Thorfinn kill him there. Personally, I think Ascalad was ready for it. I do too. I don't know if he could have stopped Thorfinn, but he knew it was coming.
0: Like, I feel like he could have got a quick little blade in his neck or something. But it was like a gigantic sword that he was using.
1: And he wasn't comfortable using it at all. He probably would have just missed. I mean, I, but I'm,
0: he, he could have got a little poke in. You know. More than he actually did in his 1v1s. Uh, this was before, okay? This is as close as he got. Leave him alone. But I hated seeing that he could have done it, but he didn't do it, and then when they actually did fight and all the, all the other Vikings were like, yo, just kill him already, blah, 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 after Thorfinn trained in the woods for a little bit. Yeah, he was just on his training arc real quick. Yeah, he, you know, he's getting a little stronger, you know. He's like, a little bit of strength will beat a grown-ass man. Exactly. And he ended up just getting fucking walked by Askeladd for their actual first duel. But Askelad seen that he had potential to be a great Viking, and so he was like, hey, we can do this as many times as you want, as long as you fall under me. And if you kill me one day, then that'd be that.
1: Easy peasy. I,
0: that's the biggest, that's like the easiest way to get Thorfinn on your side, I guess, is blackmail him. I mean, it's not really blackmail, he's just giving him what he wants. Or at least like waving it in his face, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's kind of blackmailing, like, hey, yo, I'm not gonna 1v1 you unless you do this, this, and this for me. He was, like, baiting him into being complacent. I don't know. But I hated how two-faced Askeladd was. I mean, I know he he's the nef- definition of fake it till you make it. Like, he would switch sides at any point just to get loot and money and shit like that.
1: I guess, yeah.
0: Obviously, his true shit came out later, but... Whenever they ended up joining the, with the Danish forces, whatever, to conquer England, that's when Thorfinn tried to go get a fight with, or was trying to help them defend, or whatever they were doing. And that's when Thorfinn got his first kill. I felt like that's what made it change to where he thought he could actually kill Askelad, because now he has blood on his hands, he knows what it feels like. He screamed a lot as a kid. He's a kid. He did a lot of screaming in war. It was like war cry or something? He's a kid. What else are you supposed to do? He's, he's 10 years old in war. Uh, I'd yell. I wouldn't even be there. Yes, you would if you were a Viking. Where'd you be, Josh? I'd be
1: with Leif Erikson. exploring in the world? Yes. I'm gonna find America. Find Is Vinland America? I think so.
0: It kind of makes sense. It seems like it would be. Because every time they talk about it, it just seems like it'd lead to America. But I remember in one of the fights, Thorfinn ends up getting injured and he like washes up on shore. Yeah, that was when he fought uh, Torkel. Was that
1: Torkel? He got his arm broke. Yeah, he got his arm broke when he was like slammed against the ground. Are you, are you talking about the one where he gets taken by an old lady? Yeah. Was he, was he injured at that point? Yeah, he was hurt. Yeah. I don't remember him being hurt. I remember him being dirty. He probably a little hurt. Not
0: no sideways arm or anything, but... I mean, I don't think it was, like, anything horrible, but, like, he was still injured. But anyways, they were with the Danes at the time, trying to take over England, and he just happened to wash up on shore in this village that was full of English people. Well, did he happen to wash up shore? I thought he, like, was... Supposed to be scouting that place. Was he scouting it? Yeah, 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 he was scouting. Whenever he was in the village. This this girl and her mom ended up finding him. I do believe they were Christian. Which Christians are hated in this anime. I mean,
1: it, it kind of makes sense considering they're doing it through the point of view of mainly the Danish.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It, it felt good to see Thorfinn back in like a household setting and not at war it was just like he was being nurtured yeah it was nice to see him help the lady out because she had just lost her son as well so
1: they were kind of just like playing house you know
0: yeah it felt nice but he was so shrouded in getting revenge for ask from Ascalad that he ended up signaled to the people did she end up dying she did that's crazy everyone died in the village. It, it was it was just so sad because the moment that she had they they seen each other after the ships had landed, he he had so much regret because he did try to stop them after the point. Yeah, he was like, "Hey, you need to go," but like, you are already too late, Thorfinn. You already fucked up, man. There was that language barrier. There was a language barrier, but still, fuck that. Like, help them escape. I don't know. I think he was just too caught up with his you know father stuff you know oh yeah but you could still see whenever the the vikings were walking into the village and she's seen thorfinn you could see the regret in thorfinn's eyes because like these these two girls just took him in nurtured him made him feel better fucking brushed his hair and he's the reason that they die
1: maybe that's part of why he like isolated himself inside of his you know mind And kind of like was just kind of living day to day, not really thinking about consequences or, you know, it's like his ideology just completely changed. I mean, I guess because he was still stuck on the revenge. That was his main thing. That was all there was to him now. That was his only
0: personality trait. It was as if his personality was gone. That is true. He did lose all humanity so he could get revenge on Askeladd. But at that moment, it felt like he had his humanity back. Maybe. Yeah, just for a little bit. Well, like, like for that split second. And obviously when they died, he was like, oh, they're dead. I can't do anything about it. And he moved on. Yeah. He switches up quick. He did switch up quick as fuck. I don't know. I felt like that was a turning point for him becoming less focused on the revenge. Like, obviously it was still his main thing. Like, I felt like that's what made him like, oh, maybe I don't. Maybe I ain't got to be a Viking. Maybe I can just kill Ascalad. Or maybe it just made him reminisce on his time as a kid with his mother and his sister. Mm -hmm. It was also cool seeing like during his dream sequences
1: that his father was coming to visit him. So it was kind of like you could think of it as him like talking through his issues to himself to try to work them out. Because that's usually what dreams are technically for. They're to help you theoretically figure out a problem and get through it and come to a conclusion. So he was just talking to his dad. He was like, hey, I'm doing this for you. And the dad was like, stop, live for yourself. And he was like, no, it's like, bro. Oh, I just want you
0: to make the right decision. But it just took forever. It's like so much seeing Thorfinn make the wrong decisions every time. Or we see him as wrong. Obviously, he didn't. Yeah, he thought he was doing everything right by his father. And it's
1: like, no, you you knew your father. Well, he was a kid. That's the Viking life, though. That's the Viking life. But it seemed like Thoris didn't really care about the Viking life at that point. He just cared more about his family. That's what he realized being a strong warrior was. And it was for caring for people.
0: I don't know. It it was just so tough seeing him thinking he needed to live out his father's or get revenge for his father. It was like a waste of a life at that point.
1: Or at least a waste of a childhood. I think that Thorfinn, he was doing what he thought was right, but... You know, his dad, he's more of a pacifist. So that's not really what he would like. You know, he, he doesn't think of
0: revenge as a means to an end. So I talked to it about a lot of with a lot of people. What did y'all think of them raiding the castle or like little area where they carried the bow across land? That was so silly
1: seeing, like, the guys, or I guess the Anglo-Saxons, they were like, oh my god, there's a dragon, and they actually took it seriously.
0: <laughs> Me personally? I don't see them being able to carry that giant-ass fucking boat on land. It,
1: it's a hollow, hollow wood boat. Is that all right? Canoes are heavy. Ugh. Well, I guess a canoe is for, like, two people. I just, I
0: don't yeah, they know. they got, man. like, 20 of them. It wasn't a canoe. It was a giant-ass, sh- no, it was a giant-ass ship, I thought. It
1: was huge, yeah. I'm just, like, going off of, like, real life, you know, comparisons. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like... This was the clip that got me to watch Villain Saga.
0: Was them when they're running carrying on the boats? the boats? That is not what got you. It was the, one of the main things. I don't know, it, it looked like there was, like, 18 people. Even then, I still don't think you're carrying it that far they did. I'm pretty sure that's
1: how they used it, did that. I looked it up, and in real life, they would drag their ship. They've never,
0: like, carried it. That's what I'm saying. Like, they were full sprinting. They weren't just walking with it. They were full sprinting with this heavy-ass wood boat. They needed to get there faster, okay? I'm not saying they didn't need to get there faster, but it doesn't make sense. No one's doing that. Like, I'm sorry. I just, I have this argument with everybody. I don't see him winning. I I don't see them running on that shit. Because how much do you think those boats weigh? Probably. A few. Maybe, um... Like, 1,200 Maybe. A, a, thousand? a thousand that's easy easy mode did you see some of them vikings they are not the biggest dudes they still work out okay they gotta be able to put an axe through someone's head look at thorfinn did thorfinn ever put an axe in anybody's thorfinn head this season is
1: the only person that i've seen in here using two daggers
0: a bunch of them use swords you still need to like stab through armor and stuff Oh, well, anyways, I don't think they're doing it. Y'all can have y'all's opinions on it. I don't think they can. Yeah, I
1: don't think they'd be able to lift it as high as they did, especially with a person inside of it. That would have just made it so much heavier. No. Yeah, like Askeladd was chilling on top. It's got to be for dramatic effect. What would you think if you're...
0: And then they threw it. (laughs) (laughs) They threw it, Josh. (laughs) It's just the okay, heat of the ship. so,
1: you're in this nice town that has a wall, okay? You're like, nothing can, nothing can get past this wall, you know? There's, like, no boats going straight towards us or anything. And then you see a boat going straight towards you. What would you do? I'd be pretty scared. Especially with the man all confident on it.
0: I wouldn't have to worry about it because if I'm in that situation, that's real life, guess what? They're not full sprinting with a fucking giant boat.
1: Like, above their shoulders, too.
0: But what'd y'all think of all Thorkel? Thorkel could do it by himself. Also, he's my favorite. He's a big guy. Thorkel could probably do it by himself. But that's one in a gazillion people.
1: Like, whenever later on they are taking Canute hostage, Thorkel was like chasing after them and they broke the bridge. So Thorkel couldn't get close to him. And he just took a
0: spear and threw it like so far away took out three of the people i'm not saying Thorkel's not him the moment we see thorkell is when he's on the we see him again i should say because he was on the first boat with thors we didn't know who he was oh i thought that was floki that makes more sense than it was Thorkel. no in the anime they are talking about how i think it's floki that says it whenever he's setting up the assassination of thors that back when he escaped he would have had Thorkel do it but they were both leaders of the Yom's Vikings. Thorkel and Thoris were just so close to each other. Because they had been in war together mm-hmm. and leading the strongest Viking group ever known. It was sad to
1: see that Thorkel regretted not following him. Because he, he never get that chance again. Which I guess that makes sense why uh, he was so obsessed with like finding Thorfinn as well. Because he just
0: wanted to, you know. He didn't even want to look for Thorfinn until after he had had a battle. Because all Thorkell cares about is war. Like, that's all he's about. That's his thing. He just loves fighting. Well, yeah, but he also loved that Thor's
1: knew how to be an awesome warrior, or whatever it was. It was like, what was it? A true warrior? That's what he, like, he strived to be a true warrior. He knew Thoris had it. Maybe he thought his son had it,
0: too. Thorkel switched teams just because his team was winning. It literally. Like, <laughs> he said, yeah, I'm gonna go join the English now, because they're losing... And y'all are pretty strong, so... Like, but he just wanted to get his dick wet. In blood. <laughs> Thorkel, I'm With Josh, is my favorite character. Like, he was such a goofy character, but holy shit was he badass. He must have a high pain tolerance, too. I mean, you, you try getting, was it two, three fingers
1: cut off? And his eye, like, was it scooped out or was he, like, just... Yeah, he, he basically, like, tore it. That's insane. He basically shoved it in. It was cool seeing him with his eye patch, though, later on. He looks good in an eye patch.
0: Eye patch Thorkell? Crack. Do, do they have similar first? Like, they all have Thor in their names. Is that just because they're all related? Well, I think Thorfinn is Thor's. And Thor was just a very common name back then. Anything with Thor in it. Yeah. So, Thor's, I, I don't know how Thor's got his name. I think he just was just named Thor's. And Thorfinn obviously deranged from Thor's. But it's also funny because Thorkel is Thorfinn's uncle. He was related to the mom, right? Yeah, Thorkel is the mom's uncle? Brother? Yeah, I think they're sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother and sister, yeah, yeah. So it was just so funny seeing that all the baddest motherfuckers in the show so far all have Thor in their name. And all have the same blood going through their veins. Yeah, they're all from the same bloodline, yeah. Got the good genes. (laughs) They knew how to make some warriors. I'll say that much. Dude, every moment with Thorkel is just such a good moment. Well, what was your favorite moment? It's gonna be the picture of this podcast, but I loved when he scared a dude so bad that he just didn't know how to function. Like, he genuinely just scarred this man. Just by raising two axes and looking crazy. It's just a little menacing. Yeah. He got the reset
1: button hit. He lost every thought. He got turned into a little child. He was like
0: chasing butterflies or something later on, right? Or flowers? I can't remember. Yeah, he basically went a little silly but uh like Thorkell he would just as soon as he found out in his mind that he wanted war so bad that he put a plan together to go steal King Swain's son and hold him as a hostage just so he could fight the Yams Vikings even though he was on their team basically he's still a Yams Viking captain but King Swain is just like yo you go do war anytime you want to buddy just be ready when we need you he's got to do what he got to do to fight the good people strong people yeah, like he just wants to fight the strong. But what was your favorite moment of Thorkell, Josh, since he's your favorite character? I think it has to be whenever either one of him
1: and Thorfinn's fights, like on the bridge. He's just like taking on Thorfinn. And, you know, he's, he's kind of slow, but, you know, he's still fast for how big he is. Thorfinn's just jumping around. You know, one hit would kill Thorfinn. I think the choreography is pretty good in both those fights. How do you guys feel about that? Everything seemed to flow together pretty nicely. Yeah, Thorfinn's really... Thorfinn just got the movement. Yeah, he got that movement down, but he don't got the damage. And he's got perception, too. He just needed to, like, as long as he could see it, he could dodge it. Like, that's an insane skill.
0: That's the only reason I hated their second fight, was because Askeladd joined in, basically. Yeah. I mean, obviously, had Askeladd not joined in, <laughs> that's the end of Thorfinn. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Thorkell killing gonna get him. <laughs> No, it's no problem. He's up in the air, and Thorkell's about to fucking chop him in half with an axe. Yeah, I don't I don't see him having mercy, you're
1: right. I know, uh, Thorkell kicked him so high, especially since he jumped. And he really did. Did he break his arm further at that point? No. Because he like, lifted his arm, and like it was hanging.
0: The first kick broke his arm and his ribs.
1: I, I didn't like to see his arm like dangling, and the knife was still in his hand. Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't think you're supposed to have grip strength after that breaks. but
0: dwarfing is him.
1: I guess so. Like, that's a pretty dangerous weapon now. He defies all logic. Now he's got a a flail. He do got a flail. That's terrifying. (laughs) That's like a thing of nightmares. He's
0: very fluid with his knife now.
1: Yeah, he's not constrained by his elbow. Who needs fixed bones? Body goals.
0: What did y'all think of Ragnar?
1: I didn't like him. He just kind of annoyed me the whole time. He's the voice of reason for Canute. Like, Canute was very childish until uh, until the part. Moment. Yeah. Yeah, until he was dead. <laughs> Canute was childish until
0: Ragnar died. Not right then. Hey, he did. The moment he found out Ragnar died, he was Whatever like... Whatever he found out, yeah. That's why Thorfinn and Thorkel quit fighting. Is because he walked back and he was like, "Yo, Thorkell, my dad wants me dead. He's not even reigning me as king." It was crazy seeing him like throw that punch and he didn't even flinch. <laughs> yeah, I would have been scared to lose. Come on now. Yeah, same, same. He'd have been the
1: guy playing with butterflies.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hated Ragnar, but I hated his death. Like I genuinely felt bad for him.
1: Yeah, Askeladd's just a. A, POS. a slimy
0: bitch, he's a terrible person.
1: He just did what needed to be done. No, no, no. Ragnar was, I think, he was inhibiting Canute's you know childish nature because he treated Canute like a son and like he did everything for him to make him not have to be you know independent, you know, self sustainable. Yeah, so you know, I think that askeladd was just helping canute become a better prince and soon to be king maybe it seemed the friar also was part of you know that change for canute because he finally like found a distaste for his god he wanted to make a paradise on earth because he was tired of waiting and that was part of what like led him to finally start standing up for himself and standing up for what not necessarily what he believed in but what he doesn't believe in anymore Uh, But yeah, y'all talked about uh, y'all's favorite characters. Funny enough, my favorite character is probably Canute after he had this character change, because it was cool seeing like such an intelligent leader among the Danes, because a lot of them are always, you know, just fighting, which there's nothing wrong with fighting. I don't know. It was cool to see some like guy command his authority, even though he had no reason for other people to listen to him up until that point. It felt like it was a little fast. Getting a hold of his own self, but yeah, he kind of switched up. Yeah, very, very quick. I liked
0: Canute as a character. He he felt different than what we've seen. And
1: every time they like played on the fact that he might be a girl, that was so silly. <laughs> like when the, he uh, he had like that body double and it was a lady. I was like, oh my god, he is a girl. Oh my god, he's a girl. <laughs> oh,
0: he's a girl. Oh my god, he has boobs. Yeah, see, that's another slimy ass galad. On that scene right there, switching him out. I mean, it's a smart move, but they didn't have to do it because is the one that hired the assassin.
1: Just to make the king think he was dead. It wasn't even the king.
0: No, no. He did that to get other people
1: talking, and he did it so that he basically made the king look like he did it, but he didn't do it. He did it himself. Really confusing. Basically, Askeladd was like, hey, I'm going to do this so that you look bad, so we look
0: good. Yeah, he was like, oh, the king attempted to murder on his own son, but it didn't work out. Like, that was his whole goal.
1: Wow, how do they?
0: Canute season two, I'm ready for that, because Canute has a big character growth again. Oh, hell yeah. So, y- you'll like season two way more. I mean, season one was a masterpiece, but season two is probably the most beautifully written story ever. Oh my gosh. Soon! So what'd y'all think about King Swain? Piece of shit. Hated King Swain.
1: You know, I think that he was like any king during that time. He's a little corrupt, but he was just trying to get as much land as he could. Was he trying to conquer every land? He was trying to like have his authority be known to every
0: single Let's say he was trying to take over the big land. Yeah. He wanted to have the biggest biggest army slash kingdom. He
1: wanted to be the most feared man. I didn't like how he blamed the crown for all of his bad doings, you know? Hey, the crown got a mind of its own. Come on. It just cause it sparkles doesn't mean you should put it on your head, Josh.
0: I would so wear that crown. I'd wear the fuck out that crown. That crown drippy as fuck. It might start speaking to you though, you gotta be careful. That's fine. You might get a jewel I'll do whatever the fuck it says. Dangling in your ear. As long as I'm dripped out, I'll do I'll be doing everything it says dripped out. Okay, okay. But yeah. What do you think about him, Talon? What was your opinions on King Swain?
1: I wasn't a fan of how he was trying to kill his son, like, indirectly. It kind of felt like Floki, which makes sense because Floki's his right-hand man, so they probably have the same tactics. Yeah, his death was well-deserved. I was honestly just waiting for it. It was crazy to see Ascalad be the one to do it, and, you know, go into, like, this rampage himself. Talking about how he's artorious. Yeah. I I can't believe he, like, gave up his life like that. That, uh, I mean, I know he was doing it for the bigger picture, but that's
0: just made no sense for the kind of man that he is. He just knew that Canute was going down a different path from his father. And he wanted to protect the Welsh. And he knew that Canute would not attack the Welsh because the Welsh were kind of what Canute thought about, like, what his praise was. And so he knew that he would have a better chance convincing Canute to keep the Welsh safe yeah. over King Swain. Yeah, Askelad, you know, he was always like five steps ahead, you know? Oh, Ascalad was a mastermind at everything.
1: He knew that he needed that king dead and Canute to be king because Canute didn't want to murder the Welsh. And he knew that the king was going to murder the Welsh. So he's like, okay, I just got to kill the king and have Canute kill me so he will be like king-worthy. I liked how he was able to, like, sense a person's intentions just by looking at them. I thought that was an extremely, you know, useful. I I guess I wouldn't even say power, but, like, it felt like
0: a power. That's what you call crazy perception. Just looking at him, he was like, yeah, I know what you do. I know what you're about. Going back on the times that he wanted his son killed, I hated that whenever they first reunited in the little meeting that he had two assassins just ready to was a three assassins but it won for each of them are you talking about king swain had them for him yeah like the archers up top yeah there were like 20 people oh was there a lot of them it was a lot of people obviously i know it's vikings they do whatever it takes to win but like it's three dudes you're supposed to be known as like this bad motherfucker you have floki who's a bad motherfucker right next to you like why are you doing sneaky ass tactics it's just the family. I remember Canute talking about it, too. He, the only reason he survived is that he stayed out of the politics. Like, I don't know. That part just, it pissed me off. Like, bro, like you're supposed to be this, this idol to the Vikings.
1: I'm pretty sure the Viking, you know, royal family was always like that as well. They were always just at each other's throats because they wanted power. He was setting up his son for failure. For a
0: king, he didn't have very much of a, a facial care routine, you know? No, he did not have the... I mean, he had the terror, but it was because he was so slimy and he just had big dude sticks to him. Yeah, he did some warts. He was an l- ugly guy. He did ugly as And that's what I'm agreeing with, Ascalad. Yeah, he's always right. No, Ascalad's not always right. Fuck Ascalad. He killed the best fucking character in this anime. That's why he's... The only reason he's not my number one is because he was only there for fucking three episodes. Yeah, I feel like we were kind of robbed of not seeing more of him. Like they could have done it like mid-season or something. Yeah. Askeled should have thought ahead and, you know, realized that it would give the show more views if Thor's was kept alive a little bit longer, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's one, that's one step that Askeled was not five ahead. Well, he wanted the spotlight for himself. I guess that's what he did. I mean, he, he did, and he got that. Especially towards like the last, I'd say like seven episodes askeladd was literally the he felt like the main character Mm -hmm. he had a whole episode dedicated to him just on like about his family it was crazy how did bjorn get injured again so you remember
1: the guy that like was chasing butterflies or whatever he lost his mind Mm -hmm. uh the brother to that guy drove a knife into his guts yeah
0: that's right that's right that's right
1: okay and that was whenever askeladd's men were like revolting against him yeah yeah.
0: Okay. So yeah, Bjorn when he was injured, and god damn it, that death was probably the worst death, even over Thor's. It was cool seeing
1: Askeladd and you know Bjorn kind of fight it out at the end.
0: Yeah, because we had just found out that Askeladd aided the Danes because he was Welsh. Oh damn! Yeah. So he felt bad because he's a Dane, and he just wanted he just wanted a friend. And Bjorn's like, yo, you're my brother. You're like, we've been through everything together. I just wanted to be your friend. And whenever Askeladd said the whole, you were my only friend. That shit hurt. Even though I hated both of them characters. It was the most touching moment in season one.
1: I should have known that he was going to die right after that, too. When I say he, I mean Askeladd. That was like the most humble we had ever seen him.
0: Yeah, like he he showed weakness for once. Cano's the only reason Bjorn's dead. It is true. He made Bjorn calm down. He just got stabbed. He hit him with the, what are they called? The snake tamers? Yeah, that scene was
1: crazy that he was able to get him out of the berserker mushroom. Like, out of that grasp. It was God's grace. We need that kind of friend in our lives.
0: Exactly. But yeah, the, the Askeladd and Bjorn moment was just, it was probably my favorite moment of the season one. Just because we got to see Askelad just be human. That was a very good part. Then look, right after that, we got his whole him going crazy. Just, I am blah, 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 Artorius, I am the reincarnation. I will kill all the Danes. I'm starting with you, Swain. I think he was putting on a show. Yeah, no, he definitely was. He definitely was. But I do believe that he's seen himself as the protector of the Welsh, which is what he was saying in his speech. There was some truth behind that speech.
1: Yeah, he had not, nothing left to hide anymore
0: because he was about to die. He was like, I may as well just get it all out, you know? Yeah, because Flo- he knew that Floki had told Swain, like, yo, he looked a little funny when you said we were killing the Welsh. And He was like, oh, well, we won't do that. I don't know. I hated that little outburst. I know it was for the greater good, but if you're going to give your life up for something you're not even going to see in the future... Kind of crazy. With how selfish he was the whole season up until that point. It didn't make me like him anymore. So what was the reason for that scene? If anything, it kind of did make me
1: like him more. No way. So the only reason I'm saying that, I'll I'll try to explain myself. And I'm going to compare this to like, okay, we'll start with Thorfinn. So Thorfinn, his whole goal was to kill Askeladd for revenge for his father. That was his whole life's purpose, especially during his childhood after his dad died. So we go towards Askeladd. He was able to kill the guy within two years, the guy that almost killed his mother, his father. He was able to kill him. So he was able to have the rest of his childhood plus his adulthood to actually have a life for himself. So his purpose became protecting his people, protecting his culture, you know, his family, protecting what his mother cared so deeply
0: about. So I don't know. It gives him a little bit more depth. I like that part about him. I don't know. I, it didn't make me like him anymore. I hated Askeladd all the way through season one. I was kind of glad he died. Only reason I didn't like his death right there is because I was rooting for Thorfinn's revenge the whole time. And see, Thorfinn had to run through the doors after being jailed for something that he couldn't. I mean, he could have helped it, but he couldn't. I think he was getting his anger out. I, I don't think I was rooting for Thorfinn to actually kill him.
1: You w- what? I think I changed that sentiment whenever we went into Lad's backstory and how, like, if you were going to do it, you're going to do it by now. You know, it, it just felt like a waste of time to even pursue it even further, because obviously his father didn't want him doing it either.
0: Ah, fuck that. I need revenge for Thor's. I wanted him to get revenge, but I know that it wouldn't make a difference. He would still be how he
1: ended up at the end of the season. He'd still be broken. There's there's no fixing him at that point. Yes,
0: there is. There's always, you can always fix them. Well, he needs to
1: stop focusing on the revenge aspect first, you know, because that's a problem. He needs something else other than the revenge to focus on. We need to see him reunite with his mother. It just felt so, like, annoying that he didn't care about the happenings between his mother and his sister, you know? That bothered me a little bit. But I think that's also part of, you know, being a Viking. You know, you just, you focus on getting
0: to Valhalla. He's so close to killing his father's killer. I don't think he was ever close enough. No, he definitely was, especially at that point, how soft Ascalad was. It could have happened. It could have. And if they didn't have, like, they could have killed him there, fine. But don't let Thorfinn see him die right in front of his eyes. Yeah, that must have been just as traumatizing as losing his father. Yeah, like, obviously he grew up with Ascalad. Based on revenge, he's seen Ascalad. Like this was the 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 man of his life, you know, like I just I wish they wouldn't have let Thorfinn see it because then his revenge went to the King Canoe or Prince Canoe not King yet. And he ended up slicing his pretty little face and that made all the Vikings mad. Like why in the middle of all these Vikings, you're going to let Thorfinn attack Canoe?
1: Thorfinn was just
0: mad. So he had to try getting his revenge for his revenge i know talon loved this part i can already tell you right now i know he loved this part after he cut canute's face and then forced his hand to release the knife oh my god (laughs) i literally talked to josh about that scene after right after i had seen
1: it seeing all the memories flash on that fucking knife broke me i cried
0: i genuinely cried there i'm with you on that it it teared me up i was like wow it's come full circle But I loved it just because he literally they have tried so hard to let him release this knife from his hand. and They couldn't do it. Even a broken arm after. Yeah. Even with the broken arm, he was still holding
1: on to it. Didn't he like wrap the cast around it too, to where you just saw like arm like you didn't even see arm. It was just knife.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So funny. And so whenever he dropped it, you just got to see the memories that went through that 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 blade had seen yeah cause that blade was basically part of his arm at that point it was like an extension of. Yeah, it. yeah was, it was him so you just got to relive the story as this knife was dropping I thought they finished that season so good with that that was spectacular I couldn't agree more like it was such a great ending it was very good I already knew you would like that scene just cause I know you liked impactful moments and I knew that moment I was like oh yeah Talon's gonna he's gonna like that one yeah this is true this is true And that about wraps up your weekly digest of Ichiraku Dwellers. I was very excited about this episode. The moment I watched it, I went through season one pretty quick and watched season two as episodes came out. And season two is going to be just way better. I'm ready for Talon to see that. Yes, I've heard it's so emotional. I cannot wait. I'm getting my tear ducts ready. Uh, I'd like to thank Josh and Talon for talking to me about one of my favorite new gen animes and this is this is about it see you later bye bye guys